What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lion and the Cub podcast. This is your week eight autopsy game eight podcast number 16. Today is November 1st, start of November. Get those Ethiopian caterpillars growing out in support <laughs> of men across the world. Your Detroit Lions six, uh, Philadelphia Beagles 44. Ooh. This was like we've said a few times, you know, we've been talking off air. We do talk off air by the way yeah just in case anybody wanted to know we don't just strictly communicate via the pod via um, the discord yeah this this is the it can't get much lower than this the eagles were shitty shitty um the eagles were not good i mean they were okay they're two and five and but they have nothing going for them and we have no offense we're playing with a you know a fifth grade pop warner offensive line our quarterback is terrified at all times he's got the yips very much much uh, I, I would be just as terrified myself yes oh yeah totally he he they, steps back and instead of stepping up in the pocket he tries to turn and our offensive line like i said pop warner got absolutely thrashed and our defense got cooked i mean there's no other way to put it they were uh, just running yeah. different misdirections it's you know their running back was a backup they lost miles sanders for the year and they brought in juan howard who not Juan Howard. Juan Howard. Oh my He's God! Tall. His last name's his last name's Howard. What is his name? Ah, boy. Uh, if you don't know, I certainly don't. Jordan. Know. Sorry, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. He, he used to be the running back at uh, in Chicago. They brought him off like the practice squad, fresh legs, and just comes out there and shit pumps us for. <laughs> what did he even have? They had like over 200 yards rushing, if I remember correctly. Oh uh, yeah, um, they did. Yeah, I can. Yeah, uh, they had. Uh, I can give this to you. I got it. Uh, they had Jordan Howard was the third leading rusher by the way. He wasn't even their leading rush. Oh Boston yeah. Boston Scott and Jalen Hurts. And it yeah. did hurt. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. He only so. threw for 103 yards, okay? We got that going for us, okay? But yeah, he I did forgot. run for Sorry. 71. It was, it was that Boston Scott who's about oh, I don't know, four foot six. Yeah, if that Five foot six. He's got so lift. He's got he's got uh, lifts in his cleats, so he looks tall. Louisiana Tech. He, he wears both, platforms. They both had twelve carries. One uh, Howard was fifty seven yards, and Scott was for sixty. So yeah. yeah well, uh, they just Jaylen, you know seventy one, sixty, fifty seven, twenty seven, twenty one. Some guy. Oh, Jalen Rieger was two for twenty one, and yeah, then, then he, he fucked his up knee. his ankle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something went to yeah. shit, and that was he had enough. So there's he, no other way to say it other than it sucked. They put in Gardner Minshew. Yeah, they called <laughs> off the dogs, which is... At, yeah. Now, that's embarrassing, too. I mean, when they're... Yeah. It, it's just... When they put in the backup because they're so far ahead that it's yeah. they kicked a pity field goal with a minute and fifty four left. Well, yeah, our job is to stop them from scoring. So it, you know, mm -hmm. it was fourth down and kick a field goal. Why not? I have no problem with them kicking field goals. What are they supposed to do? What if they go on fourth down with a little run and it breaks it for a touchdown? <laughs> you know, so yeah, you might as well. No, I have no problems. This is big boy football here. Oh yeah, no, I just it just sucks. There's oh, no other just way to put it. Embarrassing, like, it just... disgusting, a atrocious it was bad low of the lows yeah uh, but again when you have a pop warner offensive line and you are dealing with torn achilles every other week and um i don't know again we we definitely drink the kool-aid you know i took that just was hard 
it was hard to watch. It like we stuck it I out to the laundry. end, and it wasn't easy. I want both of us to get some kind of gold star next to our names. That yes, we watched every minute of this atrociousness. I might have missed four minutes when I went to go to put my laundry in the machine because I. You got to do what you got to do. I have to do what I have to do because I mean, we're not turning anything off. Though we don't walk away from our team like that, other than some people in the community. Um, some certain but, streamers turn it off. That's right. Yeah, but then, we don't. We don't uh, we're not we streaming don't. either. We, but, no, know. but we still, you know, at least before we had the podcast, you could hit a quick nap or, you know, oh, yeah. there was... This would have now been, I'm just, going out in the yard to rake some leaves sort of game. At halftime. Yeah. Well, it was only 17 well, nothing at halftime. after the third quarter. Yeah, 38 nothing at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, yeah those we're three, starting to get ready for... Those three uh, touchdowns. Uh, yeah. yeah. Darius Slay with a pick six. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it's a, technically a scoop and score. Fair enough. Super you missed that. that was, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's that when you right. were I doing the laundry. That, but you didn't when miss. I went to go do the laundry. I'm just watching the highlights now. Uh, yeah. That was a scoop and score. Uh, it just... Yeah, I mean... What do we expect, right? Like, as a Lions fan, you just want it to be competitive. That's what's been fun about this season up until these last two weeks, is they've been competitive. We're getting a bye at a good time. Hopefully they just keep... I believe... I'm sorry... Go ahead. Uh, I just, I, you know, keep Taylor Decker on the IR. Let's just oh yeah, get him as healthy as possible. Let's just work on, you know, the season's a wash. I mean, we could rattle off, you know, we could go nine and eight, right? Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think something like that. Well, so. they've got eight losses, 17 games. They technically yeah, could go just... nine and eight. You're right, but just would prefer i've got a 16 game brain you know what i mean it all comes down to like a few plays there like when we had him backed up when it was the start of the third quarter and we couldn't sack him and jalen hurts busted out like a 30 yard run it just completely deflated the entire defense and those few you know you can always break down a game to about five or ten pivotal moments i'm not saying that we would have won the game you know missed field goals not kicking field goals you know Oh, yeah, we missed run. that field goal, and the team seemed to just go burr. Like, yeah. if we can't get a field goal, it seemed like it just yeah. seemed that it that, that it did deflate the team. It, it is hard to understand why teams come out flat mm-hmm. and what does it. And But I don't know missing that field coaching, goal in the first quarter, you, you know, could, what's that? You know, I, I don't know if it is coaching. That's one thing that I always – I know it's a coach's job to prepare the team. We're not in those meetings. We're not at the camp, so I can't say specifically. But I'm thinking to myself, like, when Dan Campbell, he's doing the coach speak and stuff, and then he's really brutally honest. What more can he do other than strap up? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, it's a lack of talent. And yeah. It's injuries on top of that. If we hadn't yeah. had the season-ending injuries and just played the starting team we had coming out of training camp. Oh, uh, man. I you can't know, even, I'm not I, saying I'm not that we would have yeah. won a game. I'm not I saying we, we're going to be 7-1, and one, but we would be. We'd have a win we or two. We would at least have a win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. A, a, it's just very interesting to me to see how quickly I don't know if the team I don't think Dan Campbell's lost the locker room but I have a feeling Jared Goff has lost the locker room but he has no one to throw to so it's hard to say like Hawkinson had fucking 10 receptions on 11 targets today and then the next was our boy Amon Ross St. Brown and there's five targets for three catches three targets five targets that's swift caught all of his targets but we don't have people to catch the ball for him and so yes we have to shove it down Hawkinson's throat and it just makes us so one-dimensional no Jamal Williams didn't help establish a running game they know what's coming it's Hawk is their only good receiver I mean really good receiver you know if I'm the defense I'm just gonna double team that guy you know literally yeah and again no Jamal to establish a run 
running game. It's hard. It, it, it's but hard. You know, to it play started okay. We we went twenty three yards and punted, and then yeah. we gave it to them, and they went three plays, five yards, and punted. So yeah. you know, we did okay, and then we were driving the ball, and so yeah. you know, early on it was like, okay, this is okay. Hawkinson, mm-hmm. Jamar Jefferson for five yards, DeAndre Swift yeah. for a yard, Goff sacked by Josh Sweat for is he really to Keith Sweat? Uh, I don't yeah, know, 30? I think they had 30 sacks. And then uh, Goff passed to Hawkinson for six. eight yards. They had six sacks for a total yards of loss of 51. <laughs> six you know how many sacks a... we had? Uh, one? None. None. Whoops. None. <laughs> Whoops. We had the ball down at the 29-yard line of Philadelphia, and we go for a field goal, which, okay, yeah, we're not going to go. It was what? It was fourth zero, down zero. and six. Yeah. So it's too far to go. Yeah, fourth down and six at the Philadelphia 29. So we try 47-yard field goal, which, okay, that's a longer field goal. Nah, 50 yards or less. Okay. You well, got to be money. It's in the not NFL. 35, but yes. Okay, yeah, no, I agree. I'm just being fair. No, I know? agree. He's got to make that. He didn't miss it by yeah. much. Not like he shanked no, it. So we missed no, the field there's goal. There's no way to obstruct. You know what I mean? There's no wind. Like, there's <laughs> no wind. Rain, you yeah. know, there's no, 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 it's perfectly perfect turf. <laughs> no, no, he should make that. I'm not making excuses for him, but then we miss that. So they get the ball at the 37. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and and if you know, I'm sure our defense was like, if we're not gonna get field goals and we don't get touchdowns, oh yeah. shit, I'm sure those guys look at each other like, we have to play a perfect game again if we're not gonna even get field goals. And I just the, the crowd. I'm sure was deflated and you know here come the Eagles right down the field and bam they get a touchdown 63 yards in 10 plays and yeah. then we get the ball back so it's like okay momentum is going towards and boy the NFL and momentum is a strange thing you don't see that in college unless it's two evenly matched teams momentum yes. in the NFL is almost like the number one thing because once you get it on your side it is so hard it's weird isn't it it's like a psychology it, yeah. it is a mental thing people feel it it's an energy in the crowd and the players especially at home so i'm sure the crowds were like oh we missed a freaking field goal i'm sure it's a lot of oh same old lions and so they drive it down they give us the ball back it's seven nothing okay it's not a disaster and we lose 12 yards in three plays he's sacked again by josh sweat for a 12 yard loss josh sweat oh boy he was he was freaking eating them up so we started our 30 and end up at our own 18 and now and now Fox has got a punt and we need Fox to have about an 80 yard punt because we're yeah. you know we're backed up and um, you know b- having a punt it's bad man it's just bad and the defense held them that they only gave up a field goal so it was 10 nothing so it was bad but it was just it was not pretty then we got the ball back it's 10 nothing nine plays how do we get 10 yards in nine plays that's kind of weird there has to be a penalty in there but you look at the drive chart 10 yards on nine plays there has to be oh boy what happened detroit committed for false start oh and that's another thing that's got to make coach insane it makes every coach insane false start at home i could see if the crowd is loud you're on the road but no, they're oh, false start starts at home are insane. 
So it was 10 nothing. We gave him the ball back. Nine plays, 10 yards. They go 81 yards and then make it 17 nothing. We get the ball back. Turnover on downs. Um, and then they get the ball back, and it was the end of the half. And then the third quarter was three touchdowns, and then it's 38 nothing. Right? Is that three? Flip, but a touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Scoop and score by Darius Slay. That's always nice to see former Lions doing well. Uh, and then the after- MO of being the best thing that can happen to you. I always think of Kyle Van Oy. Kyle Van Oy. Kyle Van Oy. Yeah, was not good enough to even play. I mean, he hardly played at all. Two or three Super Bowls now? Uh, He's won two, I think. Hey, more power to him. I mean, they knew what to do. They knew how to use that guy. He's still a starter for them, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, Kyle Van Oy, yeah. Yeah, so if, I mean, he still plays, if nothing. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's had quite a long career now, so. So, I don't know. I mean, it's like, how many regimes ago was he was he drafted <laughs> you know it's, it's yeah. been so many regimes ago you can't really i don't know it was eight or nine years ago yep so no it's just crazy but yeah tough game um you know just not what we expected oh no i, I don't know. know what to expect anymore i hope that this bye week bye, bye, bye. will do them some good i guess i don't know i, I can't I do them any don't... harm phil at least they got a chance nobody should hopefully well, tear up an Achilles. Injured. Yeah, right. that's the only way that we could lose this bye week is if somebody gets oh, well. injured. Yeah. And don't forget, this is the third week in a row the Lions have not lost on a last-second field goal. Okay? And the way things are looking... The streak continues. If as, as I'm looking at things, that's probably not going to happen again for the rest of the year because nobody is going to be within a field nobody goal. Do. And again, uh, speaking of what the future holds real quick... Yes. As my computer tries to load. Um, fun fact, this is the Detroit's lowest attendance since the year after the winless season. Really? So, yeah. So uh, on Sunday, a day in which the Lions were clobbered. <laughs> attendance clobbered at is kind. 47,129. That marked the first time attendance fell below the 50K mark in a decade. Wow. How many? Because um, you broke up. How many? A decade. No, no. So, How many was, what was the attendance? Oh, 47,129. Wow. Um, for wow. the season. The Lions are averaging 52,000 paid fans per game, which ranks 31st in the NFL through eight weeks. That number also represents the Lions' worst attendance average in a season since 2009, the year after the Lions became the first team to go 0-16. Um, you know, COVID is obviously impacting it, um, but it says, but attendance numbers have been consistently on the downswing for three seasons now. Since 2018, the Lions have a winning percentage of just 0.259 the second worst mark over that time period with only the jaguars posting fewer wins as a result each year's attendance had dropped below so here's a pie chart there's a chart here of showing a it pie chart. Um, not a pie chart a graph yeah. of uh, showing how i'll bad take the bad. apple yeah let's see here um yeah we're just lackluster ticket sales well, that's not what do you so, expect? A listing of teams. Plus, we've had a kind of a COVID 000. thing. Last year's tennis was yeah. awful. Zero. Ford Field's capacity is listed at 65,000, so Sunday's game marked the first time this year the Lions' attendance number fell below that 15,000 unsold ticket march. Thank God they changed the, the blackout rules, because this game yeah. would have been blacked out in the old days, because the Lions at uh, the Silverdome was an 80,000-er. <sighs> that place was freaking loud when it was packed, I'll tell you that, with a roof and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 80,000 oh, make Silver a lot Dome? of noise. Yeah, that was some yeah, good times it was there. Nutty. Too bad. I still wish we played there, but then what difference does it make? I still wish we played at the Palace, too. I miss the Palace. Palace, palace was fun. Lions play at the palace. But, uh, <laughs> uh, arena football. 
little arena yeah. football was there, I think. Yes, there was a little bit of that. And the Joe had the arena football. All right. So um, hold on just a couple okay, of things sorry. here before we move on to our next portion, just to tie up. Um, I know we love predictions, but I want us to go through the rest of the season, <laughs> see where we might get a win. You want to you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do that now. Okay. Right? Line schedule. Too, okay. Or do you want to do it at the end? No, no, we can do it now. I just think before we go into our videos and stuff, let's sure. just. Uh, sure. No, that's fine. Let's talk through this. So bye week. Okay. I think we're going to win bye week. Bye, bye, bye. There it is. Yep. I've already figured it out. Uh, so on the 14th of November, we're at Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> let's, let, me, let me go through. Hold on. I'm going to go through all the games that we have left, and then we'll talk about there, it. Okay? I still believe in my heart of hearts, yes, they will win a game. And I still believe in my heart of hearts, they'll win a game when nobody expects them to. Like at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. I, I do think, honestly, oh boy, if they get ship. Hold on. Let's go through the games real okay, quick. Sorry. And then let's all give right. our thoughts, all right? All right, sure. Okay. So we have at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, versus Chicago on Thanksgiving. Yep. So at home against Minnesota the following week. Yep. Then we go out to Denver. Yep. Then we're at Arizona at home. Oh, boy. Then we're in ATL. Then we are at Seattle. And then the season finale is Green Bay at home. All right. Go I ahead see with two your wins. Okay. I see two wins, maybe three. <laughs> Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> well, it, I'll give you like my common sense is like no way at Pittsburgh, no way at Cleveland, even though Cleveland's got a lot of injuries. You got to like Chicago at home on Thanksgiving, but they've got a yep. mobile quarterback. And obviously yes. we can't handle mobile quarterbacks. We can't yeah. handle quarterbacks. We can't period. handle quarterbacks. So. <laughs> so then, I mean, you've got to think they'll either win Chicago or Minnesota the week after. Mm -hmm. uh, at Denver, I would think no way. You would say Arizona, no way, but it is at home. Yeah. But man. Then at Atlanta, Atlanta's not very good. Got to be day Atlanta. after Christmas. Yeah, at Seattle, you think, oh, there's no no way. Yeah, and then and then really little, seriously, yeah. the last game, January 9th versus Green Bay, and Green Bay is like Resting fifteen everyone. and two and yeah. wrapped everything up. Uh, yeah. They rest everybody, but then we have a history of making Packers backup quarterbacks oh look like gosh. the second coming of you name it, Bart Starr, yeah. whatever. You just. What's his name got paid from? Yeah, that? who Case, was that guy? Case Keenum? Was no, it Case no, Keenum? No. no. Uh, Flynn, Matt Flynn. Yes, there it is. Matt Flynn. Yeah. He did. Matt Flynn versus Lions is the first thing that comes <laughs> up. Yeah, there it is. And the next thing is Matt Flynn contract. Green Bay Packers versus Detroit Lions history. Matt Flynn smashes record. <laughs> On the first day of the year in 2012, the Detroit Lions entered Lambeau Field with a great chance to put an end to their losing streak. The Packers at 14-1 and one had nothing to lose or gain and decided to put Aaron Rodgers on the shelf to eliminate possibility of of any injury. This would be a good enough reason for Vegas to make the Lions a six and a half point favorite. <laughs> Oh my God! Matt Flynn, is... his rookie year of 08, he had a sixty-four thousand dollars signing bonus, and then the year, the final after his final year in 2011 with Green Bay, he got a six million dollar signing bonus from the Seattle Seahawks. They paid him eight million dollars for one year. <laughs> then he went to the Raiders, and they paid him six and a half million dollars the next year. Then people, then he went back to the Packers for two hundred ninety-four thousand dollars. Then he went. The next year, oh no, the same year, they must have traded him or whatever. Buffalo for 126000 
Then in 2014, he was back to Green Bay for $2 million. What was his roster bonus? 148000 Workout bonus, twenty five grand. i would do it for twenty. Yeah. Uh, then 2015, he was with the Patriots and the Jets and New Orleans. So he must have bounced around a little bit. And that was... What was that initial contract, though, after this season? What $8 million for one year with Seattle. That's crazy. Then he got... Six and a half million for the Raiders for one year the next year, and eleven and a quarter of that was signing bonuses. So he made it all in two years. The rest of it, whatever. He made eight million in the t- other, but he was in the league from 08 to fifteen. How much did he make total? Uh, he made uh, nine, twenty million dollars. I could do that. Nineteen I million that dollars, million. and he made fourteen and a half of it in two years. He could have <laughs> just, he could have just cashed out and said, "Okay, well, I'm done." Well, hey, I'm sure he was hoping that he made a two million dollar deal to come back to the pack. Again, he was with the Packers three times. Here's a quote that I don't think I'll ever get over. He's got to send everybody a little piece of cash. Go ahead. During the game, Matt Flynn would set franchise records for yards and touchdowns. Mm. Green Bay won 45 to 41. Matt Flynn 31 for 44, 480 yards and six touchdowns with one interception. Maddie was 35 for 59, 520 yards, five touchdowns and two interceptions. Whoops. Calvin Johnson 11 receptions, 244 yards and one wow. touchdown. Jordy Nelson nine receptions, 100. 62 Jordy. yards and three touchdowns. Everybody, but everybody remembers um, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. Doesn't remember Megatron doing his crazy nope. shit and Maddie five touchdowns, Nelson. two interceptions. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is uh, Matt Flynn. That's nuts. I can't get over that. Wow. Well, let's get back to let's get back to this. So you're seeing possibly three. I would three I would chances, three solid chances to win a game. Yeah, three chances to attempt to win. Yeah, I could agree. It just depends what shade of of. Uh, of uh, Ben Roethlisberger you get with Pittsburgh. It depends who's playing quarterback for the Browns. Um, yeah, I like the Bears. I like Falcons in Seattle. Yeah, it's... I don't see any way we beat Pittsburgh or Cleveland. I really don't. They're going to just eat us up. I think we could get another like 44 to 6 kind of situation. I yeah. might be totally wrong. I mean, I thought that was going to happen when we played the Rams. So, true. you yeah. know, somehow know. the Rams score got flipped. I just like us coming out of the bye. I think they're going to come out aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come out. Is there early who's uh early whose line is it anyways for the uh <laughs> Lions versus Steelers? Yeah. What do you think this point spread is? Oh boy, Pittsburgh given uh, over 10? Uh 7 and a half. Oh, wow. Wow, I would take the Steelers and give. Oh, the sorry. Uh, yeah, but the implied final score is Pittsburgh nineteen, Detroit twenty six and a half. Nineteen to twenty six. It's but the Steelers are a seven and a half point favorite. There's so. the implied score is that Detroit wins. Is that what? Yeah. Yes. Somebody's <laughs> fucked up the numbers. It's two there. weeks out, so they're still. They got the numbers. Drunk. They got the numbers backwards. Yeah, They've they're got drunk to. on catch up at Heinz Field. Yeah. Yeah, it's two weeks out. Huh. Yeah. On Fox, huh? On Fox. They'd be happy to get the Steelers on Fox, you know, big AFC team. Yeah, they won last night, Pittsburgh did. Somehow they came... They beat yeah. yeah, they beat the Browns fifteen to ten. Yeah, it yesterday. was like a last second thing, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, yeah, well the Browns I thought were driving. Oh at yeah, the end. yeah, yeah. We watched part of that, didn't we? Yeah, they had the turnover. That's right, I forgot. Baker Baker's Butcher done. the Baker, he needs a shoulder maker. <laughs> also, did you see that the Rams traded for uh Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller and yeah. Aaron Donald on the same defensive line. Yeah. They have That's no scary. draft picks. I think they got like yeah. two draft picks in the next draft. No, in the next ten years. They yeah. Uh, everything hey, for draft you know, picks, if so. they win it, then it's worth it. If they don't win it, then 
I mean, the the Vikings went all in with Herschel Walker to, from the Cowboys and traded. You got to look that trade up. It's like the craziest trade in, in NFL history. They gave him like six picks or something, and uh, the Vikings didn't win it. And the Cowboys took those picks and got like Troy Aikman and well, Troy Aikman was Herschel Walker's sucked. trade was the largest player trade in the history of the NFL. Yeah, sending Herschel Walker from the Dallas Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings, including Walker, a transaction involving the San Diego Chargers. The trade event involved 18 players in draft picks. It's crazy. It was crazy. Wow. And and Minnesota gave up like all their, you know, gave up a ton of draft picks for Herschel Walker. And Herschel Walker was a great running back, but as you and I know, running backs are a dime a dozen. They really are. And uh, uh, here we go. So the, the Cowboys got a linebacker, cornerback, and a defensive end. They got Minnesota's first round pick, second round pick, sixth round pick, first round pick, second round pick, first round pick, second and third round pick in the following drafts. Minnesota <laughs> got Herschel Walker that got Dallas's third round pick San Diego's fifth round pick Dallas's 10th round pick and Dallas's third round pick they don't even have 10 rounds anymore yeah and then the Chargers (laughs) got running back Darian Nelson so um so here you go here's here's the aftermath and legacy this is kind of fun this This is is the biggest trade in NFL history it was crazy Minnesota's first round pick in 1990 um was they selected Emmett Smith who Uh, never heard of him yeah that that's just like the biggest (laughs) takeaway here is they got Emmett Smith out of it Emmett Smith that's pretty good and the Vikings, yeah. they went all in and didn't get it. And, and uh, the Vikings have always been kind of bubbling under there. They're right on the verge of being a, a, an elite yeah. franchise. They've been to the Super Bowl. Coach Bowls. has a hot girlfriend. So, oh, wife. yeah, yeah, yeah. The goofy looking coach. Guy's got a supermodel wife. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Um, He's got a beautiful wallet. <laughs> yeah. So to send eight time Pro Bowler in exchange for two second day 2022 draft picks. He's so, a free agent second... at the end of the year. Yeah. I yep. just saw that unless they signed to an extension but I mean their their cap has got to be all wonky with uh, Maddie on it making his gazillion dollars a year so as part of the trade the Broncos are paying 9 million of Von Miller's remaining 9.7 million salary oh so basically they're getting in for $700,000 and for their and second draft and third picks. round pick next year <laughs> yeah that's a second and a third round pick for a guy are who's huge who's a free agent yeah that's uh, a, just like Maddie it's a good dub yeah. it's a good win man if they don't win it this year they are all in they are all in and if they don't win it which is real hard oh well yeah there it is it's okay i'm glad i i I i'm very glad we made that trade yes 100 here's a couple other quick updates the titans are signing adrian peterson oh my um, god uh, because they need a running back ankle surgery and he's out for the season yep and uh winston has torn his acl yep he's um, done and even though he was dancing dancing maybe he knew it was done there's no i can dance all right all right let's go ahead and let's get to the post-game interview with okay we're gonna play the uh a post-game interview with uh, Mr. Dan Campbell. Here we go, everybody. And so ultimately, that does. You know, you guys asked it earlier in the week. Can you hear it? Again, and, uh, I cannot. And so I, I, I felt like we got out coached today. We there got we go. played. And uh, across the board, and that, that does. That starts with me, man. Starts with me. It really does. And you don't play that bad in, with a number of guys and areas and, and uh, turn the ball over and penalties and it's the low energy and it's just you don't do that unless that comes from the top. So that's on me. Uh, I did not set the tone of the temple properly, um, obviously, because that was bad. That was bad. We didn't give ourselves a chance. Why is the audio so bad for these? It just is. Yeah, but I, you would like to think that's what I think some of this is. That's why I can't wait to watch the tape tomorrow, because what you see, I, I'll use a great example. As I'm watching this, and it's 
it's brutal and it's five minutes left in the game or whatever that is and you look at the scoreboard and you look out on the field and you're watching your defense and I'm watching Jalen Reeves Maven like all out all out every play trying to get a turnover running through gap trying to make a play running behind making a tackle running the sideline and that's what I'm looking for because when we get enough of those guys that are all out all the time, you know, um, I just think back to whenever I was part of a loser or even some of the best I've been around, it should really, really, it should really make you burn, you know, <clears throat> should really make you burn to where you're just, it makes you go that much harder is what it should do. But, but look, it could be a reality, but we'll, that's what part of this is. You're looking to find out who those guys are that maybe don't respond too well to this, you know, um, but look, I got a lot to look at. Here's the here's the good news. The good news is we're at a buy, and I got about a week now where I can really, really dive into this and just take it for what it is. We know a lot of the issues, but but now I can sit back and say, all right, let me look at let me look at all of it. You know, let me look at exactly where we're deficient, where we're not, what we can help. And I go back to this: where can we? Where can we help ourselves schematically? Where can we help these players we have be better than they are? Where are we better suited to put some players than than where they're at right now or ask what we're asking them to do? No, I just brought him up because I noticed him. Like in in that sea of trash that we were in, that we had dig, dug ourselves into, that we were floating in, he stuck out like, wow. You know, to see a trash. He was. He's a great line, and that's why I'm saying that. I'm not. <laughs> Look at him. Look at how his hat's on his head. Oh, yeah. Great. I don't. Great podcasting, but what he is and what he's. Yeah, look at that, everybody. And, and I just know what he's, the way he's made, and the way he's cut, and and everything. That's all I'm saying. He's pissed. Watch. <laughs> Well, it was hard for him to carry weight today. That was I mean, beautiful. It, we couldn't get in no rhythm. Uh, I mean, you know, today we priceless. wanted to be more aggressive. We actually did. That, that was going to be the whole thing, man. We started out the game. We're going to rip it all go, see if we could hard count them. Uh, they didn't jump, which is fine. We hit Hawk on a big play, man. We're flowing. And it's just, man, we couldn't even. I wanted to be aggressive on third down, but we were not in, not close enough to get in a manageable fourth down, you know. Um, and so you want to do these things. I mean, look, before halftime, we're, we're going down, man. We had a huge play to St. Brown. It's illegal formation. That's like, you know, but there again, that's on me. For them to do that, then obviously we didn't teach it well enough because that that is a day one deal there. And so, um, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't coach it well enough. You know, here's the other thing. I hate what I did before halftime. Freaking hate it. I hate it. You know, I hate it. Now, I don't hate going for it, but I should use the timeout going into third and one. So that didn't help either. You know, look, I got out coached, man. I got out coached. I didn't help these guys. He's very honest. He's very honest. You can honest. see it in his body language. Yeah. He's mad at himself. Yeah. I think he knew yeah, how much look, this game could have been won, to too. Me, here's what a lot of that is. He's wow, trying to make just... a play. He's trying to hold it a little longer. You know, he's trying to, you, when you start getting down like that or you're, you're, you're lacking production, you know, I really, my message was to him was to really cut it loose, cut it loose. But the problem is, I mean, the first time, I don't want to tell you when it was, but we had one. We were double moving early. And now the guy did a good job covering, but I was, hey, throw it. Well, he's got somebody right in his face, you know. We're, we got a blitzer and we're, you know. It's it, there's nowhere to go. I don't care who's in there. I mean, I guess Tom Brady might throw it, but <laughs> I doubt it. Just with the look that it was, so um, I just I, I don't see it. I don't feel like 
you know, look, from aside from the fact that on the fourth down he threw it into the stands, which, yeah, that's not a good decision. I don't know <laughs> what he's supposed to do, you know. I really don't. So as far as the way that game went, I, he, I don't look at him and go, well, he's a problem. That's just not where I see it. I do see this. Offensively, we are very anemic. And so if you're going to ask me, where are you going to look this week, that's the first place I'm looking. I'm going to look at it three times before I look anywhere else. Mm. Well, I really felt like we were flat. I really feel like I'm not worried about my message now. Um, well, I guess maybe I should be worried about my message, right? When you come out and play like this, that's why you're asking that, right? I, I'm not worried about losing this team. I'm not worried about that. Um, I am worried about that I didn't deliver the right message to get them ready to go. That's what I'm. That's what concerns me about what I did. Not that I don't have. Um, I don't have the right message, or that I can't get this team back up, or that I don't. That's not what I'm concerned about. My concern was that I did think I had them, and now hindsight obviously didn't. So it's a lesson learned, you know? Mm. It's a lesson learned. God, I love him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first half scoring, you know, some bursts here and there, but largely anemic. So how do you go about correcting that halfway point with the personnel that he's going to continue to be? Yeah, well... <clears throat> look, I think we need to look long and hard at St. Brown, you know, there, for example, are there, are there things that we can use him, uh, that we can do that, that really will help him help us. Maybe that's the best way to put it. You know, we got to start looking at some of these guys. We know that, that Leaf can help us in certain things. Where do we, is there a better way to do it? You know, is there a better place to put them? Are there, are there more targets that we should be getting to some of these guys? Maybe, you know, are we, you know, there's, there's no secret that golf trusts Hawkinson. That's no, because, you know, Hawkinson gets open and he makes plays and he's reliable and he's but everybody knows that so every team we play knows that and you can only go back to that well so long um, you know and we know Swift can help us uh, we just we couldn't get him going you know we just, for whatever we tried and we just we couldn't get him going uh, the way we want to get him going let's put it that way and so um, you know now you you gotta you you have to find some production from your receivers and I, I just go back to you know I still don't think we've turned over every leaf and to be able to look at it um, as a whole now that we're eight weeks in and see where we're at is, you know, should we be quit shying away from some things and actually go the other way with it? Maybe we need to, you know, that's all. I mean, we're going to look at everything. Yeah, yeah. I felt really good. Well, look, here, here's the thing. When you stall out, look, we get it. You go back, you miss a field goal. You know, they go down, they score. Uh, and then you stall out, you get a penalty. or And then they go down and score a touchdown. And, you know, and before you know it, it's, you know, whether it is or isn't, I'm, it almost is, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe the fact that we're not moving the ball, I think that affects our team a little bit. I just think it does. And I and I think it, it uh, there again, it kind of becomes contagious, you know. And I think we just, we got to find a way to generate some type of, momentum and flow out of our defense, I mean our offense, because we're, you know, it's hard to dink and dunk down the field and try to run it and they stuff you and then you're, you know, it's just, that's a hard way to live right now. Um, the problem is when you try to push the ball down the field and you don't get anything out of it, now you're second and ten. Well, you go back to the run or shorter pass or you... Okay, now you're third and eight, and we're, you know, it's just hard sledding. Then you get a turnover, or you get, uh, excuse me, you get a penalty, or you somebody miss a block, or hell, at one point today, we had a nudge. We're trying to help Nelson out. We step on his foot. How's that helping? He gets run over, and now we get sacked. I mean, it's like, it's like the bad news bears on some stuff, man. So, and there again, that's on me, man. I mean, you don't play that bad unless your head coach did not have you ready to go. So I did not. That's, that's very evident. I think we all know that, so... All right. Okay, bye, everybody.
Yeah. Ah, boy. That's about it. Yeah. Ah, ah boy. <laughs> He's honest. He doesn't have a filter. He doesn't run it through the filter of a head coach. He just tells you what he's think- thinking, which is why he says those things. Not many coaches are going to stand up there and say those things, and he's probably not helping himself at this point. If they were winning, he'd be like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. We're winning, and he's great. Losing, it's like, he's a dunce. People are starting to get real sh- I, I, What did I say before the season started? Let's get that first win, because if we don't, people are going to start getting really shitty. And people, yeah. people are getting really shitty, and I'm sure he's just got to ignore that. That's all you got to do. Uh, even if they lose every game, he's safe in his job. I would hope he's safe in his job. He's got to be given at least two years. They got to get into next year. Now, if this is the middle of next year, I don't know what they do, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I think, I still believe he is the guy. So, okay. Any comments on that, uh, Cub? No, I mean, it's about as much as I expected him to say. I mean, he's sad, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, he, he's very, I don't know how else to say it. He is the, uh, you know, he is, he's him. I don't, I can't put into words how to to describe how I feel and he seems to put it in he seems to say it you know what I mean like I think he does a I think transparency is very there I think honesty is very there and it's a refreshing you know it's a breath of fresh air you know and yep, let's hope I, the winds come <laughs> yeah of course I also go back and think about how um, how Jim Caldwell wasn't good enough to be our coach and how he you know how that that mantra is just so you know i don't like to think about the past that often it gets kind of spooky going down the lion's rabbit hole of past but how 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 do we not give someone like this an opportunity to to grow like i just think i can't put into words to describe my frustration but it it i take a step back and think about what we have in the future and it looks exciting it looks bright you have to get very lucky there's no doubt about it yeah but again when you're playing with a pop warner team in a league of big dogs Hashtag it's, Pop Warner, man. He's gotten a lot of shout-outs today. Yeah, I just think I, that's Pop the only Warner. way I can describe it. I, I, there's We're just talentless <laughs> in most positions. At a lot of positions, we are talentless. Yeah, yeah. and it's Either they're young to, and inexperienced, which is yes. not a good thing to have going on in the NFL, or they're just not good yes. enough. And it's yeah. a bad combination. It's a very And it's going to take time and patience. Yep. Patience is no, the word, a, but it's patience, hard. Patience died in the late 70s. 70s if you're a Lions fan. I mean, it really That's did. true. I mean, it, it just... The, I, you know, I, I think people see the growth from the other teams right. in the city, oh, and yeah. then there's us, and right. it's like... We're a little behind. The pressure of being a, a Detroit Lion right now is probably way higher than it is to be a Red Wing, than it is to be a Piston, and it is to be a Tiger, because the expectation for them is, like, you're seeing it, right? You know, you have Eisenman coming back, and I don't mean to compare different sports because it's comparing like apples to you know potatoes but I, I really do think that the city of Detroit's expectation and you see it on Twitter you see it everywhere right obviously there's negative Nancy's all over the place and there's the gatekeepers and there's people that you know steal our fan card and stuff like that but I, I really truly believe that people need to take a step back and think about what Dan Campbell was brought into. They had a clean fucking house. Sure. We traded our franchise quarterback. Sure. You know, and then 
the unluckiness, right? Like, we just don't have the pieces. You know, it's not like we lost, you know, four running backs, right? We lost starting offensive linemen, all pro offensive linemen. We yep. lost a really good cornerback that was developing really good. Like, we lost our... Mm-hmm number one wide receiver we lost mm-hmm. things that the team just looks very lost sure and i can only hope that moving forward us as fans because that's what we come from as the perspective is to put less expectation and just let this season go yeah i mean there's it is it's now it's over now so yeah yeah i just but you know everybody the biting kneecap stuff and people i i also said that is if they keep losing people are going to start harping on that because he came oh 100 he came out from the press conference all jazzed up and i'm sure you know time will tell Love let's give it time energy, give it some time yep time always heals okay so all right we're gonna uh so that is it on the game that's the end of the autopsy okay um, yep, that's the uh, yes. That'll wrap it up. Wrap for wrap, us wrap. here. Uh, we'll sew that body, throw it in the cremator. There you go. One day these autopsies will get buried. Um, but until then, we are cremating all of yes. their losses. Yes, so. absolutely. Uh, Chris Bill was inducted into the Pride of the Lions yesterday, and I'm gonna play his. Uh, it's from the Lions video, and it. Uh, Can you turn it up just a little bit before you start? Turn it up a little. Oh, okay. Just a little. No. Oh, yeah, perfect. There you go. Okay. All right. Awesome. Let's see if it's still quiet. Full screen it? Uh, full screen it? Okay. Perfect. All, All right. right. Here we go. Uh, um, well, we'll we... share our thoughts afterwards. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I now, please you. direct your attention to the field as we welcome more than 40 Lions legends perfect. for our annual Lions Homecoming Weekend. They're joined by Lions principal owner and chairman, Sheila Hamp, Chris Spielman and his wife, Carrie, and Chris's teammate and Lions legend, William White. And now, please welcome... Detroit Lions, Pride of the Lions member, and Pro Football Hall of Famer, number 20, Barry Sanders. Oh. I didn't know it was homecoming. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) Thank you. I'm absolutely honored to be here today to celebrate Chris Spielman and help induct him into the pride of the Lions. Chris was drafted by the Lions in the second round of the 1988 NFL Draft. Now, that was the, he was the 29th pick overall, but we know he played his career like a first rounder. It was an absolute pleasure to call this guy a teammate for most of my career. And I have to say, he did threaten me a few times in practice, but we won't get into that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry. Oh, Barry. That cracker. Sign my urinal. So icecracker. Our team made the playoffs four times. Also, twice we were NFC Central ch- champions and the birth in the 1991 NF- NFC championship game. Oof. Now, as an individual, Chris was named to four Pro Bowls and was the Lions defensive MVP twice. And also, let's not forget about the most tackles in franchise history. Wow. That only goes back to 1970. <laughs> one, one thing I can say personally that I liked about Chris was that as much as he demanded of himself, he also demanded it from his teammates. And he earned the respect of his teammates and also those guys that he competed against. So as a player, a teammate, man, Chris Spielman is so, so deserving of this award. On behalf of the Lions organization, myself, other members, it's a privilege to welcome you into the pride of the Lions.
Wow. Uh, I'm humbled beyond belief. First off, I want to just thank the Detroit Lions organization for believing in me. When a lot of people did, you did. And that meant the world to me. And that's when we became not only teammates for life, but I was part of the family for life of the Detroit Lions. I want to thank you, the fans. It was truly, yeah, you. It was truly a privilege and honor to represent you for eight years. And I've been given a second chance to do my best to represent you, to give you what you deserve. And I promise you, in the near future, the very near future, we will get what we all want. That is my best and honest to goodness truth. <laughs> to my wife, Carrie, and to my children who are up there, Audrey, Macy, Maddie, Noah, Kendra, Gina, I love you with every fiber of my being. Thank you. <laughs> to my teammate, whether I played with you or didn't play with you, we're teammates. Nothing in this sport can ever be accomplished as an individual without your brothers and your fellow warriors. So I thank you very much. If you just give me one minute, I talk about being teammates for life. I'm standing here beside a man who was in a fight, and I hope you would give me the honor of allowing me to share this moment with my brother, who we played in an all-star game with in high school. We went to college together. And we played five years with the NFL. To my friend and to my brother, this is not my moment. This is our moment. <laughs> William White. Wow. Okay, fans, I'm sorry I got a weak voice, but fans, please stand up and help me congratulate my Buckeye brother, Chris Billman, into the pocket. I want that. I want that flag. And cover my house with it. <laughs> That's crazy. Even in his moment, it wasn't about Lions him. Lions fans, let's hear it one more time for the newest member of the Pride of the Lions, linebacker number 54, Chris Spielman. God, the now direction of the team is in good hands. Yep. I really oh. I really believe it. I believe in that guy. That yep. guy wants to win about as much as anybody. And uh maybe I'm a maybe I'm a Spielman slappy, but you know, he's been doing things like that for thirty five years that I followed him. Yeah. He's always been doing things like that where it's not about him. There was a quote I was reading um that he said that uh you know, he was questioning why me, why not William White and all the other guys he played yeah. with. And you know, he's incredibly humble guy but he's uh he's an amazing guy yeah william white has als and uh mm. he, his son played for ohio state and uh william white was a very good player he played in a super bowl albeit not with the lions but after his lions yeah. days were over he uh yeah he played in a super bowl for atlanta uh, but yeah he's had als for about five years so yeah if he's able to walk yeah. he's still doing quite well because als can take you pretty quick so yeah that's yep. crazy yep yeah his son uh brendan white right i think he transferred yeah yeah but he was he plays at Rutgers. yeah he was playing for ohio state um yeah so yeah william white was in the same draft like a fifth rounder and it was nice to have yeah two buckeyes playing for the lions when i became a lions fan so and william white was very good 
He was really, really, he had like an 11-year career, but obviously the head injuries, concussions, and it helped him get ALS. So he's in pretty bad shape right now. It's really sad to see the guys you, the guys, there's a lot of guys on that team that um, just had bad luck like that. So so there it is, Chris Billman. That's great. Now let's just get him in the NFL Hall of Fame. That, that would be a tricky one. He's in everything else, but well, you never know. So there it is. I think we're uh, all set. We got a bye coming up this week, right? Yep. We've got the bye. Got so. the bye. The always difficult idol. I've, uh, yeah. So I think what we'll do is, is no promises, but maybe we'll get a best of the first half. Yeah. Of our recorded games that we haven't shared too much with, right? Right, right. Yeah, I'll work on it. Yeah, and see what we yeah, can we'll put get together. something for the so people. There will be some content. I know everybody's yes. going. What? No content? By week? I know. No content? Hold your horses. Hang on. There's stuff to be. You're. Oh, we've held back some juicy tidbits. Okay. There's going to be some great stuff. Yes. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing what'll happen after they buy. And um, as always, thank you for. For listening in to the Line in the Cup podcast. Um, we're here twice a week doing a preview and an autopsy. That just sounds bad, but we're doing <laughs> yeah, well, we do a I'm podcast afraid. about our Detroit Lions <laughs> and you know where to find us. Pops takes care of the Twitter. I take care of the Instagram. So if you want to interact with us, please do make sure to like, comment, subscribe five star leave us an audio comment um on the anchor um you can find all our information on our link tree and um yeah we thank you for listening as always um and until next time go lions go lions <laughs> <laughs>